Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline this is sunday bet prep with matt humans on vsin the sports betting network saturday night live in las vegas at super bowl eve here at the VSIN Studio Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. Scott Spritzer with Matt Eumann, Sunday bet prep, Super Bowl Sunday, so a special edition tonight with a loaded guest list. We have Chuck Esposito of the Red Rock Sportsbook, Vinny Maiulo of the South Point, Will Hill of VSIN, and two professional bettors, uh, two of the sharpest guys around, James Salinas and Aaron Renning in the back half of the show tonight. Scott, are you fired up for the big game? I'm ready, man. Let's bring it on. I can't wait to see it. All we've been doing is talking about this game for the last two weeks, and I'm all talked out, and uh, I just can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see if Jalen Hurts' shoulder is okay, if he's able to run the ball as well as he's done in the last couple of games. I can't wait to see how much their ultra-soft schedule has affected them, and I can't wait to see uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey trying to work for open spots against that Philly zone, and if that Chiefs offensive line can keep Patrick Mahomes upright enough to be able to deliver that pass and take a little time for Travis Kelsey to get open. So I think it's going to be a blast. I can't wait. It's, you know, that line's been sitting around one and a half for the most part, Philly for most of the last 10 days. It's all two here at the Circa, by the way, earlier on Saturday. Right now it's Eagles minus one. Down to one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what I meant. It was one. It didn't go up to two. Yeah. Eagles minus one, total of 51. Uh, That's where we stand right now. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the DraftKings South Point numbers. Uh, later in the show, and also Chuck Esposito, a Red Rock, is going to join us. We'll get different perspectives on this game. Hype is uh, good for the soul, Scott. I've heard that somewhere before, but I think too much hype at some point uh, wears you out. And at this point, I'm just ready for the game to kick yeah. off. 
That said, we've got three more hours of hype here. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready to go, okay. man. We have three more hours of hype and analysis on uh, the Super Bowl Chiefs and Eagles with uh, Philadelphia minus one. And uh, we're going to open here with uh, the big bets on the Eagles because that's something I always ask. Where are the major wagers, the uh, seven-figure wagers, the million-dollar bets? Derek Stevens in here in studio with me last night. He says Circa hasn't taken that many uh, big bets on the Super Bowl. He thought that might change tonight, maybe Sunday morning. But as of Friday night, not the case. Bet MGM has the biggest bets so far. $1.25 million on the Eagles' money line, $1 million on the Eagles' money line, 100000 on the Eagles minus one and a half, and then uh, some smaller bets on the Eagles as well. But Bet MGM loaded up on the, the Philadelphia side on this one with uh, two major wagers totaling $2.25 million on the Eagles. Scott, is any of that your money? Yeah, I, I was somewhere in that. I think somebody put down about a one point two four nine nine million on the Eagles, and I took care of the rest, but uh, not even that much. But no, I it's kind of funny when I see these bets throughout the the you know Super Bowl betting throughout the weeks leading up to the games, throughout the course of the years, because you know normally speaking, the side on the Super Bowl to me, you know sometimes might not even be a bet on a fifteen game card. Right. And so when I see you know people coming in and piling up that money, I'm like they're probably not typical NFL betters. Uh, there's, to me, no clear-cut side that deserves a seven-figure wager in this contest or even a six-figure wager. And then, of course, those are usually people who are just having some fun and $1.25 million loss doesn't mean a whole lot. And yeah. so I always tell people to think of that also. I don't know any pro batters right now, and I know a few that are big money batters that have come in on either side of this game. It's just, to me, it's a very difficult side to handicap, and I got my thoughts that I'll give later. But, uh, and I'm just... I'm not surprised with Derek saying that they hadn't taken big wagers thus far at the Circa going into the weekend. You know, uh, Billy Walters did a sit-down interview with Brent Musburger. who's aired on VSIN this week. It was really good. And Billy's the uh, most successful sports better in history. Sure. Even more successful than Mattress Mac, Scott, believe it or not. <laughs> Billy's a real sports better. Uh, he said, quote, I'm leaning a little bit towards Kansas City, but I'm not 100% sure I'm going to be bet on Kansas City. Uh, it's probably Kansas City or nothing. And that's what Billy Walters okay. uh, said. So even if Billy fires a bet on this game, it's not going to be, uh, sounds like it's not going to be a huge bet. And I, I agree with your point. I think sometimes these million dollar bets get blown out of proportion. People love to see them, but these are not the sharpest betters in the world. No. These are thrill seekers or somebody who just has some money to throw around and for some reason wants to make a big bet on the Super Bowl. We saw it for years and years. I mean, here in Las Vegas, it was always Bob Stupak walking into Little Caesar Sportsbook on the strip across the street from the dunes. But it used to be just south of that, just south of Valleys, which was then the MGM, uh, was a strip mall. And I remember that, that casino, you could walk in, you could play like 25 cent blackjack and there was maybe big enough to hold two or three blackjack tables, if that. And so you'd see, you know, a couple of the known people from Vegas, whether they be hotel owners or celebrities walking in with big suitcases, and then they would talk about all the money they bet that they bet. But yeah, you're right. I think it's just like you said, some guys like to go out and have fun. You got a few extra bucks in your in your pocket and you make these wagers. For guys like us, we're looking to try uh, to beat a point spread and to beat you know, to find the value in a point spread. And this is just one of those games where I don't think the value is overwhelming. You make an argument for both teams more than than a lot of Super Bowls. But Matt, I got to tell you, I've been doing this since like, let's say, 92 on a so-called professional basis. So 31 Super Bowls. I probably passed on about eight Super Bowl sides along the way because I'm not going to play them 
if I can't find any value. And I just imagine that a lot of these huge bets are just people having fun. Right now, I've got uh, bets on 22 props. Added a few more today. I have $0 bet on the side and the total in this game. I did bet the total. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, Yeah. we'll talk about your best bets, my best bets. And, of course, this is the last time I'm going to mention it, but I have a 40-1 to ticket on the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Since last March. In May. It was May. (laughs) May, I'm sorry. Middle of May. (laughs) Uh, I am going to find a way to try to middle this or hedge it, you know, whatever you're going to call it, Mm -hmm. with uh, the Chiefs on a live bet. I'm not going to take one or two, Scott. Philadelphia's been such a fast-starting team the entire season. I'm hoping the Eagles get out to the lead where I can bet the Chiefs live, and who knows? I, I would love to get seven. Sure. Create a seven-point middle with right. that Eagles Super Bowl futures ticket and Chiefs plus seven in the game, but that's why I'm going to be looking to play. I did pick the Eagles to win the game by one point. My official uh, predi- prediction on the game, uh, Scott. Why do you think? Let's start here. If the favorite wins, and you're a Philadelphia Eagles guy too, both of us have been the entire season. If the Eagles win, why will they win? If they win, it's going to be because they were able to limit the amount of time that that Kelsey has to get open against their zone. They got to the quarterback. They get to Patrick Mahomes and, you know, a little bit more than normal, and they're able to beat up on that offensive line a lot. Mm -hmm. Also, on the flip side, if they win, it means that Kansas City hasn't really shored up their problem when it comes to going up against against defenses, excuse me, going up against offenses that are able to throw the football enough but also run the football because Kansas City gives up four and a half yards per pop on the ground. They're – QBR, their opposing QBR, their 27th in NFL action, the Kansas City defense and opposing QBR. That means they could be had in two different ways. So if Philadelphia, you don't see a lot of running teams like Philadelphia is this year in the NFL. If they're able to get four, 4.3, 4.5 yards per carry against KC is what KC gives up. They'll be able to throw the football as long as his hurt shoulder is healthy and take advantage of some of those openings on that KC defense. It's not a great elite level Kansas City defense. So I think that's mainly the two keys to this is they've got to make sure that Kelsey can't get open against the zone. And to do that, you got to continue this fierce pass rush and force Mahomes to get rid of the football. If he's allowed to sit back and find Kelsey, those are 17-yard gains. That's what they've averaged those two against the zone when he throws to Kelsey and he makes the catch. So they got to just watch out for that stuff. Obviously, I think the offensive weaponry overall for Philly is a little bit better than Kansas City's. Uh, they got the advantage at quarterback. They got the advantage at head coach. And I'm not sure the advantage at quarterback is all that great, as, it, as you would suspect right. before the season began. So that's what I think is going to happen if Kansas City wins. They'll beat the zone. They'll play a little bit better overall defense. They won't let this team run for four and a half yards per pop. And they'll defend the pass a little bit better if Kansas City is going to win this football game. Real quick on your hedge, I think you're doing it right. I think if you jumped on KC money line or KC plus a point and a half or whatever, you, I think that's – Chasing good money with potentially bad money. I think the way you're talking about doing it and hoping to get seven is the way to go. I don't like to give away uh, some so-called profits, whatever. I, w- I want to at least give myself um, a, a chance to hit both. Scott. Sure. I don't want to just you know get hedge away forty percent, fifty percent, whatever. I want to give my chance right. to uh, give myself a chance to uh, hit both, uh, win both ways, and uh, that's the way I'm going to play it. But anyway, you know, I agree with your point about Travis Kelsey. And we're going to talk about him later in the show, too. I think if the Eagles win, it's going to be because their defensive line puts a lot of pressure right. on Mahomes, and they, they wear down that uh, KC offense line. And more importantly, I think it is uh, the Eagles got to run the ball. They got to be relentless. They got to be committed to it. And if they can use that elite offensive line, the Eagles can uh, 
I think, wear down the KC defense and take control of the game in the second half when Patrick Mahomes is going to be dangerous. Oh, yeah. You've got to control the clock, control the ball, control the game on the ground, and kind of keep Mahomes on the sideline. And I think that's the key. Philadelphia had the number five rushing offense in the NFL this season, 147 yards per game. Scott, I think for the Eagles to win, they got to get somewhere around 150 in this game. That's going to be a great sign if they can get there. It's tough to defend because you're not used to going up against these kind of offenses that can run the football like they do, and Hertz can call his own number or keep it uh, when he's mm-hmm. faking a handoff to the running back. I was doing a show on Friday with Jay Schrader, the former uh, Raiders and Washington quarterback, and he was talking about the preparation time it takes when you don't see these kind of offenses you know, game after game anymore. And Philadelphia is a bruising, powerful running football team who can also get outside on the perimeter and make things happen too. And for those reasons, I think that's, you know, why Philadelphia can win this football game. They got to stay to who they are. And by the way, we'll talk about this more later, uh, but you know Andy Reid's going to have a couple of tricks up his sleeve for Nick Sirianni. And we'll talk about that later. But uh, that's what Philly's got to do, like you said. Run the football. Continue to play the way you have all year long. Get to the quarterback. If they can't get to the quarterback, it could get ugly. I think both coaches might have a couple of tricks prepared. Now that kind of plays into one prop I've uh, bet on this game, which we will uh, talk about during the show. Chuck Esposito, a good friend of ours, frequent guest on the show this season, is out at the Red Rock Sportsbook right now. We're going to call him next and talk about Uh, The betting on the big game. Get an update from uh, Chuck, the Red Rock Sportsbook Director. Stay tuned. Back here in a few minutes on uh, the Sunday Bet Prep Show. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumanns, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back to a segment of Sunday Bet Prep presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're seeking, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch by Zen Online or find a store near you at zen.com, Z-Y-N.com. Today, warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. All right, Chuck Esposito, Red Rock Sportsbook Director, joins us now. And, uh, Chuck, my official prediction on this Super Bowl is Eagles (laughs) 24-23. Would that make you happy? I think so, Matt. You know, a lot of chief money line play, a lot of eagle point spread play. Not a huge middle to work with, but one would be a magic number for sure, especially keeping it under as well. Here you had a lot of tickets so far on Philly, and obviously the over will start coming in a little bit heavier uh, the more the public bets. But uh, tell us where the ticket count is right now and the money count as far as percentages. Yeah, it's it's right there, Scott. I mean, I think 74% of the tickets right now um, are on the Eagles, uh, maybe down just a little bit from what it was a couple of days ago. And and the money's kind of trending that way as well. Uh, we have seen a lot of chief money line play, uh, but overall, the bulk of the tickets are really coming in on the Eagles. I'm actually kind of surprised that we've seen so so much of it one-sided so far. I know we still have a, a lot of time until kickoff, and we'll see a lot of the money come across tonight and tomorrow before the game actually goes. But uh, again, 74% of the tickets right now are on the Eagles. Got to ask you how much uh, action percentage-wise or ratio-wise you're seeing uh, with props compared to side and total thus far as we head into Saturday night and into Sunday morning. I, I know, Chuck, we did a show last year, you and I, and I think Jason McCormick talking about props, and we went all the way back to when the props first started, basically, and it was you at another book and another bookmaker, and you guys were doing a lot of fridge stuff. Tell the people a little bit about how this all started and the media uh, that started following it back in the mid-'80s. I'm not sure it started just then, Scott, but, I mean, that's when it really became popular. I know that we had put a, a, a prop up on Wood Refrigerator, Perry score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Uh, that was kind of the first one that was maybe a little creative outside of the box, and um, it, it just was bet extremely heavily. I thought there was no way that Fridge was going to fall into the end zone. Had to be kind of a perfect storm. Bears up by a big number um, on basically the one-yard line. Anyway, it did happen, kind of long faces on our side of the counter um but little did we know that it really would propel prop betting um to where it is today it made us start thinking more about how could we expand that menu how could we give the guests something to think about water cooler chatter media chatter like we're doing right now and and really the two biggest props that i can remember really losing on are that and Devin Hester scoring the first touchdown in the game against the Colts, both kind of involving the Bears, the safety with the Broncos Super Bowl and and overtime with the Super Bowl a few years ago, 
both for big losses, but those two involving the Bears uh, were really bad numbers for the industry kind of to start off the game. You know, uh, fair or not, Chuck, I think Art Manteris, who's a sportsbook director at Caesars back then, kind of blamed you for that, didn't he? <laughs> I think he did. I was amazed that I still had a job the next day. But, you know, me being a Bears fan, I think I was like, hey, I've got an idea. But, uh, but anyway, uh, it, you know, so much for my idea. But it really, I think, again, kind of catapulted props, guys. And they become such a big part of Super Bowl Sunday. And I think every year, industry-wide, you see a higher percentage of, of the props cutting into the overall handle of, of Super Bowl, of the game itself. And everybody's walking around with a prop packet. And you might not like the Eagles or Chiefs, but you can bet on, you know, will the coin toss be heads or tails? Who will win the coin toss? And will the last play of the game be a quarterback kneel down? And pretty much everything in between, which I think makes it a lot of fun for a lot of players. Chuck Esposito, Red Rock Sportsbook Director with us now. Uh, Chuck, it seems like uh, what I'm hearing from other book directors is Travis Kelsey props are getting played over everywhere. Are you seeing the same stuff? Is, is, is that the most popular prop? Or if it's not, what are the most popular props? Yeah, we're seeing great action on a lot of the props, Matt, but you said it. It's all about Travis Kelsey. I think watching the, the Chiefs in the two playoff games so far, I mean, he continually, Patrick Mahomes, looks for Kelsey, and that's kind of the key to the game. If if the Eagles with you know the number one defense can shut down Kelsey, I think it's a long game for the Chiefs, but nobody has been able to. We keep saying that, and he finds a way to get open. He finds a way to be that safety valve, and he's the guy that Mahomes looks at, especially on third down. So to score the first touchdown, Touchdown, MVP, any of the props involving uh, Travis Kelsey are extremely popular uh, and would not be a good outcome for our side of the counter. I'm fairly confident I can say that for the entire industry. <laughs> you know, last week, Matt and I were talking about the potential of maybe some Chiefs money coming in as soon as you found out about, you know, Juju, Smith-Schuster, and of course about Tony. Uh, they're both going to play. They're both ready to go, all that kind of stuff, the latest announcements. Has there been any respected money that have made an adjustment or you've seen a little bit more coming in um, uh, since those two players, since those two receivers that Mahomes counts on so much have been basically ruled as healthy and ready to go? Just a little bit, Scott. I really thought when we were sitting at two for the bulk of the week that you would start to see um, kind of an influx of, of Chiefs money. Um, the early play of the game opened at pick was clearly on the Eagles. That game shot up to two. Um, you know, it's, since then, it's been adjusted a little bit lower industry-wide, but you're still seeing you know, the bulk of the action on the Eagles, as we talked about early. I will say, though, the Chiefs' money line, with the game hovering you know, kind of close to pick them, uh, most people that like the Chiefs, though, are playing the Chiefs to win the game, sure. which I totally get more than taking the point, point and a half that you're seeing out there throughout the industry. Chuck, you said about 74% of the uh, wagering now on uh, the tickets and the money on the Eagles side. What about the total? What's your uh, split on there? Where do you think this total is going to close? 51 and a half or sit right at 51? No, I, I think it is going to go up, Matt. Uh, there was some early sharp action on the under, um, but the public is really, you know, uh, doubled or tripled that on the over. Um, you know, this is the third time that we've been at 51. Um, the lowest the total's been at 49 and a half. I really think the way we're seeing it now, and these two teams who didn't play during the regular season last year, but the year before did, and I think they scored over 70 points. Um, so I think the over is going to be a popular bet. It wouldn't surprise me to see it close 51 and a half and maybe even 52 throughout the industry. You know, I, I was looking at that total a while ago, and I remember seeing a couple of, right out of the gates, there was a couple of 
six-figure bets somewhere that were made on the over, and I was able to get in on the over knowing, Chuck, that it was going to move up and up and up potentially as we got closer to game time with public coming in and all that kind of stuff. and was able to get a decent number on playing that over, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I keep looking at this, and I keep waiting for it to get to 52, and I, I don't think it's going to get there. You just told us a little bit about where the betting has been. I, I keep thinking that also that you're going to see this Philly line. I know you got the money line that you got to balance out with the Chiefs, but this Philadelphia point spread is going to get to two. I saw one book in town. I think it was yesterday afternoon. I can't remember what book, but it got to two. Do you see it getting there at any time between now and kickoff? You would think more KC money would maybe come in a little bit. I really thought that would be the case, Scott, that you, you would you would have seen twos, you know, industry-wide. But uh, I've seen a lot of kind of books, excuse me, bounce around a little bit um, on that. So I'm not really sure. Um, I think, too, that the industry as a whole, uh, especially now with, with everybody, you know, kind of having the mobile app. And I know how many guests have our SDN Sports app. And, you know, all the props are available on the app. That there's not that urgency maybe to, to bet a day, two, three days out that tomorrow they're going to have everything they would have and all the sports books, you know, at their fingertips. And we love it when the guests come out and enjoy everything we have to offer. And if you're coming out, it's get here early. But if not, the sports book and is in your hand uh, with SDN Sports. So kind of anxious to see what we're going to see uh, come across tomorrow and will there be any line adjustment. I, again, I really felt that as an industry you might see two across the board right now, uh, but you're not seeing that. So uh, that, that, that leads me to believe that you're starting to see some chief money show a bit, um, and we'll see how, how that trend continues tomorrow up until kickoff. Station Casino Sportsbook's major operation, Chuck. I'm surprised. No six-figure bets yet on the side on this game? Um, you know, we've had so many, Matt, uh, five-figure bets, high yeah. five-figure bets. Um, but uh, uh, we've had some people who, you know, are, are looking at that. But I think that they might be waiting to see how high the game's going to go right now. But hmm. uh, a lot of good-sized wagers on the game so far. You know, you mentioned uh, the line on the game and the line in the book. Uh, we got about a minute left here, Chuck. I want to mention this because I walked into the Red Rock Sportsbook last year on Super Bowl Sunday, and the line was going almost out to the front door, <laughs> like an amusement park uh, roller coaster line or something like that. Have you seen a big increase in signups for the phone apps? Because that's obviously the smarter way to bet to avoid the lines on Super Bowl Sunday. We have, Matt. Um, we've got ambassadors in here that are signing guests up right now. Um, the kiosks, with that, with that, which have everything available, including all the props, are a popular option as well. And, again, I love it when guests come in and enjoy everything we have to offer. But, really, the kiosks and, and SDN Sports are great options, especially on a busy day like this when you have everything right at your fingertips. And if there are some long lines throughout the course of the day, uh, you really don't have to worry about that. Chuck, uh, you put out your official pick on the game, your score. What is it? My official pick on the game was uh, was 27-26 Chiefs. No Philly special this year. Chiefs have the ball last, go down the field, and win the game. All right. Great, great to talk to you as always, Chuck, and uh, have a great weekend. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. Chuck Esposito out at the Red Rock Sports Group. We'll take a quick break. We're going to take a look at some uh, B-CIN predictions for the big game and hear from Jalen Hurts when we come back. is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, before you bet the big game, check out VEASAN's big game betting guide. The betting guide has favorite prop bets, picks, best bets from VEASAN hosts and guests. You're also going to find Brent Musburger's pick on the game and how he's going to bet the big game. 
Get the guide and all the VEASAN has to offer. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99 today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All right, back here at the Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. Sunday bet prep for Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, we've got a great guest lineup still to go. Vinny Maiulo, Will Hill, James Salinas, and Aaron Renning. We're going to take a look at some VEASAN Super Bowl predictions here uh, before we talk a little bit more about Jalen Hurts and hear from him and his perspective on this game. I was on the Lombardi line this morning with uh, Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, uh, worked for the Patriots, and uh, he was actually, I believe, in the press box on the first day V-Send broadcasted, Scott, six years ago, Super Bowl Sunday, when the Patriots trailed 28-3 to to the Falcons, rallied to win that game 34-28 in overtime, and he said this morning, I thought it was over. I thought it was done. You know, down 25 points, uh, the Patriots rallied to win that game. And uh, I had a pick on the Patriots to win, a bet on the Patriots' money line. Gil Alexander did, too. And we were at the desk with Brent Musburger. And guess who was taunting us? Because he had <laughs> he had the Brent. Falcons in the game. <laughs> Brent actually was so cocky. I love to tell this story. <laughs> he, was, he was, Gil is sitting in the middle. I'm on the end, and Brent's on the far side. And Brent's just smiling at us, laughing, you know, just... He loved it. He was, he was <laughs> blowing us out in that Super Bowl. And we felt bad. You know, it's the first day of VSIM broadcasting. We got the Super Bowl loser, and Brent's rubbing it in our face. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's such a blowout that he walks over to the coat rack. He decides he's going to leave after, you know, some point sure. in the third quarter. Puts on his hat, his trench coat, and he turns over, looks at us, and says, Turn out the lights, folks. The party's over. <laughs> and then dramatically walks out of the studio. Oh, man. <laughs> and leaves us there. And guess what happened next, Scott? The Patriots launched a comeback. That's great. That must have been. Did he come back later in the day and you know and, and, and eat a little bit of crow or anything like that? He or, did not. We no? did see him. We did see him the next day, and he he was uh, laughing, taking it well. And, uh, he still remembers that. I had the under in that game. I wasn't too happy with that comeback. Oh, oh man. man. You're no, thinking no easily, easily under, going to catch this ticket. I wasn't as cocky <laughs> as Brent, uh, but that's what I had was the under. And then, of course, the big comeback, and he goes over the total. Not fun. <laughs> that was a crazy Super Bowl. The only one ever to go to overtime, Yeah. by the right. way. And yeah. a lot of people like to bet that prop. It's happened one time. All right, let's take a look at some VSIN Super Bowl predictions. Pauly Howard of the Follow the Money Show, Eagles 24, Chiefs 20. How about Michael Lombardi? I just mentioned him. And uh, Lombardi this morning said um, he's got it right around the total, but he's got the Eagles winning the game 27-21. Let's take a look at a couple Chiefs opinions. And if you go to vcin.com, you can find uh, all sorts of uh, hosts and guest predictions. on the, This is just a small sample of what's up there on the website with uh, some write-ups and prop bets. Wes Reynolds, who's uh, probably the hottest handicapper of VSIN right now. Chiefs 34, Eagles 24. I know you like half of that. Scott. I like that total. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's all I've bet so far. So I'm hoping Wes is right, at least on 58 points. Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, also going with the dog. He's got KC 23, Philadelphia 17. Dog and under for JVT. Um, I will say this about um, Patrick Mahomes. So nine consecutive NFL MVPs have lost the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mahomes got a chance to stop that streak. And when you hear anyone analyze this game, they, they typically say, well, Philadelphia's better on the offensive and defensive lines, go on and on and on. But I hate to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Sure. What about Jalen Hurts? Is he being disrespected a little bit in this game, Scott? And I want to also ask you, 
Do you think he's completely healthy? Because Michael Lombardi mentioned this morning that he didn't think Hurts looked all that good in the NFC Championship game. He thinks his shoulder is still bothering him, and he wouldn't be surprised if in the offseason we hear that Jalen Hurts needs uh, shoulder surgery. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm watching the two games. I went back and looked at a little bit of the recordings of the two games in the in the for the Eagles in the playoffs, and and I did see. I mean, he was underthrowing a couple of guys. He was missing a couple of passes. But the way those games went, especially the San Francisco game, when you knock out quarterbacks and they've got nothing left, they changed their offense so much in those games because they didn't have to, you know, throw the ball a bunch of times. Right. They didn't have to do some of the stuff that they normally did throughout the course of the year to get this far. And so I, I wasn't too sure if it was a shoulder injury that was bothering them or it was just a situation where, you know, they're just doing their thing now and they're looking to get out of this game because they're not in fear of San Francisco without a quarterback or the Giants coming back in that game. So I don't know how much is a potential shoulder injury and how much – it was one of those things where I'm like, I got to handicap this game. I can't sit there and think, okay, is Mahomes not moving well enough? Is Juju going to play, but he's not going to be well enough? Is – you know, are we going to get Hurts out there with the banged-up shoulder and he can't make the passes that he's made throughout the course of the year? And I'm like, it, it, that's all guesswork. It is all complete guesswork at this point. And so I thought I just got to handicap this as as though all these guys are healthy and go from there, which is what I did. But, you know, I, I've done a show this week with a couple of former NFLers, one uh, over at the Westgate yesterday, who was uh, saying that he thought maybe it looked like he had a little bit of an issue when he was watching him pass against mm-hmm. San Francisco. And uh, so, you know, you got two guys who are closer to the game than you and I talking about Lombardi, of course, and his resume in the NFL. And then Jay Schrader yesterday, the show I was doing, and he was talking about it looked like it was bothering him a little bit. So those guys are a little bit closer to the game are thinking that, you know, Hurts is a little bit banged up when it comes to his shoulder. All right, let's hear from Jalen Hurts. One thing Michael Lombardi uh, talked about, too, was he's impressed by the way Hurts has bounced back from being benched in that national championship game in Alabama come back and have the career he's had. He's um, never stopped believing in himself, although a lot of other people were skeptical about Jalen Hurts. I feel like I was going through a really tough time in college, um, going through things that no one else was really going through. Going through. Um, and I, I knew I was going through it for a reason. I really believe that. So that's what I double down on. And I, you know, I believe faith, faith without work is dead. So while you have faith, you can't you know, not be doing anything. So I had a lot of faith and I put a lot of work in. I never stopped believing in myself and um, and believing what could be. So I had limit, limitless, uh, limitless possibilities. You know, a lot of credit to him for bouncing back because, Scott, last summer uh, you'd hear people talk about the Eagles and analyze them and uh, it would be like, well, Offensive line looks great. Defensive right. line looks great. Everything looks great on paper, but I don't know about Jalen Hurts. Yep. And he's turned out to be essentially the um, second-best quarterback in the NFL this year behind Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, and he's he's so – his football IQ is so sharp. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch the guy out there, and he's – you know, he knows when to hand the ball off. He knows when to keep it. And he it, it's so instinctual to run the football and find open holes. And a running back has been doing it all his life, basically – knows where to cut, knows where the hole's going to be. But to see, uh, it's just next-level stuff when he runs the football and some of those keepers to where he's going to run between the tackles or he's going to try to spring it outside and get to the perimeter. And I know that sounds like basic stuff, but when I watch Hurts, you know, all of our lives we're watching guys, and there's been a few who have been running quarterbacks. Hurts hits those holes almost on instinct. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just no second thought. There's no worry about 
where the block is going to be. He just knows where it is, and he goes. And I've seen that you know, time and time again from quarterbacks over the course of the last 30 years of watching football, and I've never seen anybody do it the way he does it. It's just an extra split second of getting to that hole that other quarterbacks don't make. So to me, yeah, I mean, second-best quarterback in the league this year, I got no problem saying that. We thought he was going to have a terrific year before the season began. Talked about it here, September 3rd, our very first show, that we thought Jalen Hurts would lead this team to the promised land, and so far he's gotten it done. I really hope, you know, there's nothing worse than seeing a great player you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers go into a big game and then they're injured and they can't perform at the level that got them there. Right. So, you know, here's as a fan, I'm hoping to see him be able to play. I'm going to be rooting for them whether I end up making a bet on them or not. I will not be betting Kansas City. I haven't made a bet on Philly. If that's what I do, I'll be on, on Philly if I jump in on the side. But I can't wait to root for this kid to get it, the job done. And he's so used to being on a big stage because he did play for Alabama. So I kind of threw that out of the mix. We talked about it last week, experience in big games. Man, he played for Alabama. He played for Nick Saban. I know this is next-level stuff, but he's used to being under pressure in big situations. Well, they transferred to Oklahoma, and uh, look how well Absolutely. he played there. Yeah, yep. No, but it, it's – I think a lot of people probably – the memory that was burned in a lot of people's uh, minds was that first-round playoff game last year when the sure. Eagles played the Bucks and Hurts just looked like he didn't belong on the field with yep. Tom Brady. Plus, right? you know, a lot of people yeah. didn't see a lot other than when he – like you said, when he was in that game with – Tua and and Alabama before he made the transfer to uh, Oklahoma and he didn't exactly look too hot. So a lot of people think about that in a championship game. I I'm a big fan of Hertz. I thought he did great when he was playing for Lincoln uh, for Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley. And again, it puts him on a big stage. No matter where he's played, it's been on a big stage with a lot of pressure on his shoulder. Well, they always talk about if your uh, best player is your hardest worker, you got something there, and uh, that's been the case with Jalen Hurts right. from all accounts in Philadelphia. The guy's a relentless worker. He's got a high football IQ, no question about it. All right, quick break. We're going to come back and uh, talk more about the uh, behind-the-counter aspect of the Super Bowl wagering with Vinny Maiulo. VSIN Vinny joins us next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football betters, the championship game is set. It's the Chiefs and the Eagles, if you have not heard. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is a place to be, win big, with lots of specials on Super Bowl Sunday, like same game parlay bet and get, live bet and get, and football squares. You could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing the exclusive Bet Rivers Squares. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets. You get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. All right, back with uh, Vinny Mayula. We send Vinny live at the South Point Sportsbook. He's behind the counter as we speak. Uh, Vinny, thanks for jumping on tonight before you go out to the steakhouse. And I want to ask you, uh, Jimmy Vaccaro has been posting some big tickets on Twitter. We have one here of a Chiefs bet, plus two, for $210,000 to win 200000 And now just recently he posted one on the uh, Eagles, a minus 110 for 220000 Looks like you're doing a lot of business out there today on the big game. Yep, but good to be with you guys. And by the way, yeah, I'm getting ready to go to Steakhouse, but I said let me have a little appetizer with Matt and Scott just to get uh, get things rolling tonight. But yeah, guys, uh, I got to tell you, uh, good to be with you. Uh, and the game is certainly not disappointing by any means. I mean, uh, in the last hour alone, that 210 at plus two was earlier today, Matt. But we were chatting off air. I've got to tell you, in the last hour, uh, there have been like more five and six figure bets than there have been uh, the entire week. So probably in the last uh, last hour alone, over uh, over three quarters of a million's come in uh, uh, on this game. And there's a line. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's right down the, the middle of the uh, the room, and uh, plenty of plenty of action. But uh, let's see, ten windows open. This is going to be a, a great right. Wow, over seven hundred and fifty thousand in the last hour. Is that what you said? Last hour, last hour alone. And you got minus one hundred and five on the side, right? Yeah. If you want the side, uh, yeah. If you and right now we're dealing with we got as low as pick right now. The uh, 
the Eagles are one fifty-one and a half on the total, and the uh, but if you want to lay or take the one, it's one hundred five, one hundred five big, and uh, the money line's a ten cent straddle, minus fifteen cents on Philly right now, and uh, plus one hundred five on KC. Not going to get a better price anywhere uh, when it comes to the to the juice, guys. All those big bets coming in today, 24 hours in advance. Do you have an idea yet of what you're going to need potentially uh, as far as staying away from some liability in this one? Yeah, I think, you know, Scott, it's a good question. And we always, you know, always, but you, you certainly, we don't want a one, right? We don't want Philly by one. We don't want a Scott Norwood episode, <laughs> not to bring up a bad memory to, uh, uh, to, to Buffalo Bills fans. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think, listen, the way the juice is playing out and we're just right to so much business, uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge decision. I don't think it would be as big a decision as we've seen in past years. But, again, as you indicated, you know, we still have, uh, you know, well, not quite 24 hours. There's still going to be plenty of business uh, to come in. And we're in a good, a good spot. You have to factor in the fact uh, we're in a pretty good spot with the futures and all these prop bets, too, that give us an opportunity you know, with the alternate points spread props to do some maneuvering as well. So I, I don't see it unless something drastic happens, Scott. I don't see it being some, uh, uh, you know, real mega decision as uh, we've had in years past. We were kind of talking a little bit earlier about the type of people who might lay six figures in the Super Bowl or seven figures even in the Super Bowl. We've seen a couple of seven-figure bets around town. I got to ask you, out of, you know, the, the bets that you get that are six figures and if it gets to seven-figure bets – how often do you see these people throughout the course of the season? Or is this, I've got the money and I'm going to have some fun? Great question. Some of them we see quite often. Uh, I would say it's a balance. But I'll give you a conversation that was, uh, oh, about an hour ago. Hey, I don't know what, I, I've never done this before, but I got 10000 <laughs> that's burning a hole in my pocket. What do I do? And what does that minus 105 mean? So you, <laughs> you, you get everything from that to, your regulars who, you know, when, uh, when we went down to pick, uh, you get that inevitable question, how much will you take at pick them? So right. uh, you, get, you get that great balance. Vinny, uh, when all is said and done here, what percentage of the uh, Super Bowl handle, the wagering handle out of South Point and uh, your, other, your other books is going to be on props? Is it going to be more than 50%? That's a good question, Matt. You know, typically we run it here about 50-50, so I, I don't think, you know, it may be a little more this year. Um, but, but with these big bets coming in on the game itself, probably not. And I know some places it's 60 to 65%. Um, but uh, I think we're going to probably fall right into our average of uh, 50 to 55%, Matt. Well, this sounds like you're going to have a monster handle on this game because you're taking these big six-figure wagers. Are you on pace? Have you talked to Chris Andrews and Jimmy about this? Are you on pace to have the biggest Super Bowl handle you've had at the South Point? Well, we're, you know what? Uh, I was concerned a little bit. You know, of course, that whole gas thing uh, scared some people, but now that that's uh, <laughs> we're, we're okay. Uh, yeah, but either way, I think people were, were hitchhiking and, uh, and, and riding in on semis. But, um, you know, the, the fact that Arizona's got sports betting uh, is, is going to be interesting to see if we approach what we did last year, you guys. You know, we, we broke that record. We had the record last year, just under $180 million. So I'm curious to see how that – but I will tell you this. The way the folks have been betting since yesterday especially, and I'm looking at the, uh, the room now, it's full. Uh, there's not an empty seat. It's wall-to-wall, and, uh, and the line down the center of the room is about 50 deep. Kiosks are packed. Uh, I don't think we're going to be disappointed uh, when uh, when all is said and done. 
What kind of action are you seeing on the total as far as percentages on the over and under? Yeah, uh, more, more uh, uh, sophisticated, better, Scott, betting the under. Uh, but we, we had to go up to 51 and a half. But uh, I, I suspect at some point we're going to see uh, more seasoned uh, betters come in on the under. So it's been uh, mostly over. Uh, so far, but uh, I think we're going to see plenty of under money between now and kickoff by more season betters. You know, the general public loves points. I always tell, I always say this, you know, you see the fans in the stands, you know, the husband, you know, uh, has got the big, the big white D and his wife is holding up the picket fence. They're lying. They don't want no defense. They want points. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Vinny Maiulo with us at Visa and Vinny on Twitter, Gone Gaming Sportsbook Director, South Point Oddsmaker. Chuck Esposito of the Red Rock was on with us earlier this hour. He said about 75% of the tickets and the money on the Eagles. What's the uh, percentage out there right now at the South Point? You know, Matt, I would say that uh, going into yesterday, into last night, it was probably about 65%. But there's been more uh, uh, Chiefs money coming in today. So uh, I don't think we got quite that high. It was certainly all about the Eagles early, especially when we first posted it. But I think that was betting on the injury status of uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. And now that uh, you know all the injuries, uh, uh, you know everybody looks like everybody's playing. Now are they 100 percent? No, but who's 100 percent at this time of year? But I think they're in better shape than they were two weeks ago. So I think uh, that percentage is going to come down. Can you make numbers high enough on uh, on Travis Kelsey props? I mean, my gosh, everybody I've talked to or read online is. I got Travis Kelsey over for receiving. I got Travis Kelsey over for this. I got him scoring the first touchdown. I got him scoring a touchdown. Crazy stuff when it comes to Travis Kelsey. How much was on Travis Kelsey? Well, let me put it to you this way. A guy came up a little while ago and said, can, we, can I bet on Travis Kelsey running in the 2024 election? So it's uh, <laughs> to answer your question. No, it's all about Travis Kelsey, uh, both quarterbacks, Sanders as well, uh, you know, for, for Eagles. But Kelsey is uh, definitely – by far the most popular player on the individual props. That's a great, uh, great point, Scott. Are the sharps on heads or tails, Vinny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you guys! You know, we're dealing one hundred and two. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how you know we laugh about it, but we write you know five. We write six figures at the end of the day. There's, That's amazing. And you got, well, we got three different uh, 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 coin toss props. You know, uh, where is it? We got. What will the opening coin toss be, heads or tails? Who's going to win the opening coin toss? The player to call the opening to- coin toss correct. I, w- I want to book this all my life. I should have done this more in high school instead of booking part of the All right, Vinny, got about a minute to go. I know you always put out an official Super Bowl pick. Everybody does. What'd you go with? I put it in the RJ, Matt. I went with uh, Chiefs 27-20. All right. Chuck Esposito said Chiefs 27-26. So uh, you both like yeah. the Chiefs. Uh, Vinny, thanks a lot. Appreciate the time. Enjoy the steakhouse and the big game tomorrow. Guys, good to be with you. Best to you and all the listeners. Again, at Vicent Vinny on Twitter, Gone Gaming Sportsbook Director and the South Point Oddsmaker. He's been in this uh, arena for a long time, Scott, since uh, I'm going to say late 70s, early 80s. Doesn't look it. (laughs) He managed to keep young. I guess it's all the steakhouse visits. but uh, It looks like Robert De Niro, except younger. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know, man. I keep hearing these scores and in twenty seven twenty. I I don't know. Should we go out and lay 
Six and a half of KC on an alternate number. I mean, I've heard that score a few times. Uh, I don't do alternate numbers. I don't want to give the guys by the counter <laughs> any extra points that they already get from me. You know what? Like I said, I, I predicted 24-23. It wouldn't surprise me if this uh, game blows up and both teams sure. are in the 30s, too. You know, sure. Just, uh, Tough game, man. Uh, it is. But it's uh, that makes it even more intriguing to handicap. All right, quick break. We come back. Hour number two, Will Hill is going to join us. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about. So don't go anywhere. V send the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.